Hello, good morning, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Touring with God. This is Tony with an I, and I am your host. And our topic for today is, what can we learn from the thief on the cross? But as always, before we get into the word, let us start off with a word of prayer. Father God, today, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you, Father God, for all that you have done for me. I want to thank you, Father God, for life. I want to thank you, Father God, for strength, for the ability, Father God, to even do this podcast. I want to thank you, Lord God, that you are teaching us as your children daily how much you love us through your word. We want to thank you, Father God, that you do not leave us that you do not forsake us, that there is nothing that is too great that you will not do for us as your people. We ask you this day, Father God, that your will be done here on earth and in this podcast as it is in heaven. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. We ask you for forgiveness of our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. So guys, once again, thank you for joining me for another episode of Touring with God. Once again, this is your host, Tony with an I, and we are going to jump right into the word. Now, I actually was listening to a young man talk about the thief on the cross recently, and he came with the perspective that I have heard before, and it's a beautiful story. It doesn't take away from the fact that it is beautiful. He talked about the fact that the thief on the cross never paid offering, never gave to the poor, was never baptized, never spoke in tongues, did not obey almost any of God's laws, if or maybe any of them, to be honest with you. But in that moment, when he was on that cross next to Jesus, about to die, he looked over and he asked Jesus to remember him. Remember me this day. And God saw his heart above all else. And I know it doesn't say that in scripture, in the account of this story, but it does tell us in the word of God that God sees the heart of men. And so what we know for a fact is that these were not just idle words that were being spoken. These were not just words that were being spoken because he was dying. But we know that this man believed in Jesus and it was for that reason that he did not perish, but he had an opportunity to eternal life. Now, guys, Though that story was beautiful, and I still think it is, I wanted to dig a little bit deeper into the story of the thief on the cross and what we can learn from the story of the thief on the cross. Because many people take that perspective and because they hold on to that, they start assuming that it means, you know what, if he didn't do all of this stuff and he was able to make it into heaven... Maybe I don't need to do all of that stuff either. Maybe I am making this Christian walk too difficult for myself. And so therefore, I can just lay off, slack off, do as I please. And just like the thief on the cross, maybe believing will be all I need to do. 
to make it into heaven and enjoy this life here on earth. Well, I've come today to disrupt that thought process, okay? First and foremost, we do know very often we have to dig deeper into the word of God and understand that there is a lot of different things that we can learn from a Bible story. Now, depending on the season you are in in your life or the time of your life, where wherever you may be in that moment, God can teach you just about anything using almost any scripture in the Bible. That is the God that we serve. He has wisdom. I mean, beyond what we can even fathom, just hidden in the scripture. And some of it's at plain sight, but some of it you have to dig deeper to get an even better understanding of what the scripture is saying. So yes, that is one thing that we can learn from the thief on the cross. But I want you to understand as well, when God gave us these laws, these instructions that are written throughout scripture, they are not there to punish us or to make our life difficult. These laws that are written all throughout the Bible, because the death of Jesus does not abolish these laws. It doesn't abolish the instructions that are in the word of God. But I need you to understand that these laws, these rules, these instructions were made to protect us and not to stop us from living a life that is full or whole. Now that thief on the cross, though he received salvation without ever probably doing anything that the word of God has said, I want you to understand something. He was dying on the cross. He was being hung on a cross. He was paying the penalty for his sin. You and I no longer have to suffer those consequences because Jesus died on the cross for us. However, however, that does not give us the opportunity to go ahead and live our lives however we feel. Many people said, oh, the thief on the cross, the thief on the cross, I can live my life like the thief on the cross. I'm still going to make it to heaven, right? Do you want to die for the penalty of your sin? Would you really live a life where you sin like the thief and then laid yourself on that cross? As a matter of fact, you didn't even lay yourself on the cross. They laid him on that cross to die because of his sin. This was the consequences of his stealing. He was hung on the cross. Do you truly want to be like the thief on the cross? He received salvation, but he also died in that moment for the penalty of his sin. Now, when we say that God, his laws come to protect us, and not to stop us from living a life that is full or whole, we're going to go into scripture so we have a better understanding of that. First of all, Exodus 15 verse 26 tells us, If you will diligently listen and pay attention to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight 
and listen to his commandments and keep foremost in your thoughts and actively obey all his precepts and statutes, then I will not put on you any of the diseases which I have put on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Once again, if you listen and you obey his commandments, he will not allow any of the diseases which he put on the Egyptians to come upon you for he is the Lord and he can heal you. Once again, God's law comes with provision and promises. He promises here that if you listen to his words, if you diligently obey his commandments because he is Jehovah Rapha and he has the ability to heal you of every disease, he wants you to understand that by listening and obeying him, he will not Put upon you these diseases that he lay upon the Egyptians, but he will heal you. So God's law comes with provision and with promises. We also see here in Deuteronomy 23 verse 12 to 14, the law was set for protection and not for punishment. It reads, You shall also have a place outside the camp to which you may go, and you shall have a spade among your tools. And when you prepare to sit down outside to relieve yourself, that is, when you go outside to have a bowel movement, you shall dig a hole with that tool, the spade, and turn and cover up your waist. Since the Lord your God walks in the midst of your camp to rescue you and to defeat your enemies before you, therefore your camp must be holy, undefiled, and he must not see anything indecent among you or he will turn away from you. Now, I was talking to one of my friends when this scripture came up and she actually brought this to my attention and I thought it was so beautiful that I had to share it. So though the scripture is literally saying to the Israelites, when you go outside and you have a bowel movement, because there were no toilets that were being flushed in these days, let's just get that out there. They were literally going outside. They were using the ground, having the bowel movements, and they would typically probably just walk away from it. However, God is telling them here, the ground upon which he visits them is holy. So they are to cover up their feces. And if they do not cover up this waste material, he will turn away from them. This indecent thing that they would do would cause him to turn away from them. But do you understand something? And when I recognized this, I thought it was just so amazing. We talked about the fact that is myself and my friend, we were talking about the fact that cholera is a disease we know that is often spread because of poor sanitation and inadequate hygiene. Now, this is something that she learned in school. And so she was sharing this with me. She went to a Christian school. So 
Because we know that cholera, for example, is being spread by poor sanitation and in inadequate hygiene, not only was God telling these people that the ground upon which you walk is or the ground upon which he walks is holy ground. And so they are to cover up their feces. But without even truly saying this to them, he was actually protecting them from diseases. If, for example, you had all this feces just laying on the outside, there was no protection from other animals or insects that very often come and they are in the feces, they're they're on your food, they're all over the place. That is quickly causing that bacteria to spread from the feces and it will create diseases such as cholera. So not only was the Lord saying to these people, listen, cover up the floor, let the place be decent for it is holy ground and I need to walk on this ground and it needs to be holy in even in its appearance but he was also protecting these people from diseases by causing them to cover up their feces when they went on the outside to use the bathroom now i don't know how amazing this sounds to you but i just recognize that god really and truly in every single bit of his word, though we may not see it in the moment as protection or provision, he truly is providing for us a way out from diseases, from death, from pestilence, from the accuser, the enemy who just is always against us. Every law and commandment that he has set is for our good. So when we are obedient to his law, not only are we receiving the promises that come with the law, but God is truly making a way for protection and for provision for us as his children. Now Luke 23 verse 39 to 41, it talks about these criminals and it says, one of the criminals who had been hung on a cross beside him, that is beside Jesus, kept hurling abuse at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us from death. But the other one rebuked him, saying, Do you not even fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? We are suffering justly because we are getting what we deserve for what we have done. But this man has done nothing wrong. Now this thief understood that his actions deserved punishment. He knew he wasn't innocent, but he was guilty. He also knew that Jesus was innocent and he spoke from a place of understanding that what was being done to Jesus was unjust. He recognized that. That thief in that moment, he has, he's even teaching me, he's teaching you, he's teaching so many of us that we deserve death for the things that we do, for the sins that we commit. However, Guys, I want you to understand because of the death of Jesus Christ on the cross, we do not receive 
death, physical death in the moment that we sin, we have an opportunity to receive forgiveness and grace and mercy. So the cross, the story of the cross gives us just that hope that there is hope for forgiveness, for mercy, for justice, for grace, for so much more. And this all comes because Jesus Christ laid his life down on the cross that we may have a second chance here on earth. Unlike the thief, he did receive salvation and had an opportunity into eternity, but there was not a second chance here on earth. He died on that cross. But you and I, because of the blood shed on Calvary's cross, we have an opportunity for a second, a third, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth. God gives us so many chances, but do not take for granted what was done on Calvary's cross for us. We continue. We also come to see here that God gives us his laws and we abide by them because we have an accuser, guys. And if we do not abide by these laws, the accuser is looking for a reason to take or lives to say this one over here, this one doesn't deserve your grace and mercy. Did you see what Tony just did? Did you hear what Tony just said? In Revelation, it tells us, Revelation 12 verse 10, then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now the salvation and the power and the kingdom, the dominion and the reign of our God and the authority of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brothers and sisters has been thrown down at last. He who accuses them and keeps bringing charges of sinful behavior against them before our God day and night. Let us get that clear. The enemy, Satan, the accuser, he is constantly day and and night bringing accusations against us because of our sinful behavior to the Almighty God. Now, God gives us these commandments, these laws, these rules that we must follow because He is giving us an opportunity to escape. Here on earth, we don't need these laws in heaven, guys. Let's get this straight. Heaven has no need for these laws. We're talking about a perfect place where we are all living to honor the Almighty God. There is no one forcing you to honor God. That will be our job. We will gladly go to heaven and sing of the praises of God and worship Him and adore Him, and our lives will be lived to bring honor to him. But here on this earth where there is temptation, tribulation, trials, we will always need those laws to protect us from the wicked one, from the accuser who goes before God day and night, accusing us of our sinful behaviors. He gives us an opportunity 
to walk in obedience to his laws and his commandments to escape the accusations of the enemy. So these law prote- these laws protect us from the accuser and we know that because of that as the body of Christ we ought to be gra- guys listen. We ought to be grateful that God even really and truly put these laws these commandments in place. They are protecting us from so many hidden agendas of the enemy. The enemy doesn't come to give you anything and give it to you freely. Nothing for everything that he gives you, you best believe he is coming to take something back from you. But the Lord God Almighty gives us good gifts and promises and fulfillment and eternal life and everything that he gives to us, he gives to us because he loves us. Now, if there is nothing else that we can rejoice about, we definitely can rejoice about that. Now, before I go, one quick thing I want to bring to your attention. Another thing we also learned from the story of the thief on the cross is that it is important for us to recognize those that are in our midst. Now we see here that two thieves are on the cross, one to the left, one to the right. One who recognizes that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior and can give him the opportunity to live his life in eternity with the Almighty God. While the other thief sits on the opposite side and he disrespects and disregards, he mocks Jesus for not saving himself and them on that cross. He does not recognize the one who is in his midst. Now, guys, I have a question for you. Who is next to you? Is there an anointing in your midst? Is there someone in your midst that has been appointed or anointed for this season of your life that you are potentially disregarding because you are not paying attention to the word of God? Listen keenly for his voice. Spend time with him. Do not allow the opportunities that God is placing in your life here and now to pass you by simply because of disobedience or because you are not listening to the voice of the Almighty God. Heavenly Father, as we come before you once more, we just want to thank you for another word. We want to thank you, Father God, for everything that you continue to do, for your commandments, for your laws. Father God, for your statues that you put before us as your people that come with promises. We want to thank you, Father God, that you're a God who does not lie. You do not change your mind. Once you have spoken it, Father God, it must come to pass. So today, Father God, we ask you just to continue, Father God, to guide us, to lead us, to help us to be obedient in every sense of the word. We love you. We appreciate you, Father God. I cannot tell you how much I love you. And I know there's so many of us today that share that sentiment. So we ask you, Lord, this day to let your presence reign all over our lives. It's in the name of Jesus Christ that I pray. 
Amen. Guys, thank you once again for joining me for another episode of Touring with God. This is Tony with an I, and I will see you next week, Tuesday, God's willing, at 9 a.m. Just to remind you, we have a TikTok and an Instagram. Both are at Touring with God. And also, I would like to remind you, I still have Bibles. If you need a Bible, the email address is touringwithgod at gmail.com. Please feel free to reach out to me or send me a message on TikTok or on Instagram and I will get a way to send the Bible to you. I will find a way we will make it possible. Once again, guys, thank you for joining me for another episode. I will see you next time. Bye.